This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we just mentioned about Jeff Bezos stepping down as CEO as Amazon. Uh, he is going to still be executive chairman, but he turns over the reins of the company after leading it to unparalleled success. Joining us right now, Mike Useem, management professor at the Wharton and host of Leadership in Action here on Sirius XM 132 every Friday at 8 p.m. Mike, also going to be a part of an event later today called Scale School with Wharton San Francisco's campus, which uh, helps entrepreneurs taking their startups to larger enterprise. Mike, great to talk with you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, doing well, Dan. Good to be on the show. And of course, Amazon is the big story of the day. It absolutely is. So what are your thoughts on, on Mr. Bezos stepping aside? Uh, not that it's uh, necessarily timely or untimely, but it's not uh, unanticipated in the broader sense. We all move on. He's been there for a better part now of uh, 25 years plus. The new person coming in has had a lot of experience, Andy Jassy. He's built uh, web services. So this the, the transition should be relatively seamless. A new guy coming in to run the place has been there for uh, 20 years himself, and I think we're not going to see a whole lot of uh, wobbling of Amazon in the next couple quarters. So what kind of a legacy do you, do you think uh, Bezos leaves as the leader of Amazon over that last quarter century? Well, it's the everything store, and he's kind of the everything guy. Who would have guessed when he was selling books sitting outside the Space Needle there in Seattle that one day he'd be selling everything from healthcare to web services? So his legacy, I think, is going to be above all. He he saw an opening, was able to execute around building into that opening with books and now everything else. So his legacy is going to be one uh, right up there with uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, one of the great creators and innovators of the 20th and now 21st century. Is there something that makes this the right time for Bezos to step aside? You know, it, uh, not, not that it's uh, determined. The company's been doing extremely well, as Paul just explained. But uh, sooner or later, we all want to move on. It, it may be more of a personal matter. He's ready to focus on innovation, I think it is, and a couple of other things. He's going to be hanging around, though. Executive chairs often are very involved, and it sounds like he will be very involved, really, as a partner with Andy. And that's a good thing. It's a busy place, a lot to go on. And, for example, just even working with the board of directors, that will probably fall as executive chair in Jeff's hands. Uh, Andy can attend. <laughs> Turn to other things that uh, need his attention. It's going to be a partnership for a couple of years, uh, ultimately a full transition. But for the moment, it's probably a pretty good pair to have at the top. I mentioned Andy uh, being a part of AWS and the cloud services, which is obviously a huge part of uh, Amazon's business, uh, you know, amongst other huge parts, the way that company has succeeded. But when you look at, at him taking over the CEO, CEO's role and you think about this, you know, more longer term, when a person is coming in as a new CEO of a very successful company, the challenges he faces are probably multiple. They are. Uh, it's always a tough act to follow when you follow Jeff Bezos, who's heading into another role. Uh, but, you know, um, let's go back to uh, Apple, where Mr. Cook followed Steve Jobs' big shoes to, to fill. Or look at the people now running at Google, or running Google or Microsoft. They, again, had big shoes to fill. Still, but I think uh, here's an, an affirmative statement why these transitions are important. It's, it's a different era now, 
different skill set required to keep Amazon on the amazing growth path that, that it's had, different leadership required. And my guess is Jeff has probably said in so many words to Andy Jassy as he comes in, uh, be yourself. You're not me. It's a different era. you got to lead in your own way. I, we've we've read numerous stories, Mike, about companies that have succession plans in place. Uh, this, I think, to a degree, when this news was announced, probably caught a little people off guard. Although, as you said, you know, after 25 years, it's not a surprise. But how much do the CEOs think about succession plans and, and kind of having it in their mindset at some point in their tenure? Well, they pretty much think about it every day, or at least they should. And the standard stricture coming from boards when they hire a new CEO is that uh, one of your biggest jobs, even though you're the brand-new kid on the block, is to begin to look around and groom potential successors. So uh, even for entrepreneurs who may think of themselves as, as immortal, as many of us try to think, um, they pretty much along the way have been giving us a lot of thought. I've never seen reference to that on Jeff Bezos's part, but he no doubt has been told by his board, if, if not from his own thinking, he's really got to think about somebody who's going to take over, need to build that person's skill set. And after all, if you think about it, uh, and the, that Andy's going to, he's got big shoes to fill by definition. He's also got new jobs to fulfill. In a still different era, he's got to become a general manager. He's got to think about human resources, working with the board, dealing with investors, and well beyond. So he presumably has been um, developed to to increasingly act and think like a general manager, which means you've got to think about everything in the same sentence. Uh, I also wanted to touch on the event you're a part of later today, Scale School. Tell us about it. Uh, it sounds like a great program for entrepreneurs in, in taking that next step to, to scaling up the business. Yeah, Dan, I'm going to, in fact, I'll give uh, everybody a URL they can uh, click into if they want to join it. But uh, we, for some time, have been creating a series of Scale School programs, uh, kind of coming back to school, and in particular, if you're growing, any startup has gone through that kind of many times over as they doubled and tripled their revenue over five or ten years or whatever it may be. And Amazon has gone from um, <laughs> a no place, a nothing, back in 1994 to now the great dominant retailer in the world unequivocally. And the question for the scale school is if you're running, running the enterprise, as Jeff has throughout, what do you need to do five years in or 10 years in that's going to be different in order to scale? Running a three-person enterprise is just so different from running one with 3,000 or, in the case of Amazon these days, over a million employees. So the Scale School is designed to, uh, in our case, bring in, it's designed to bring in three people who are themselves founders, CEOs of startup enterprises, some going back almost a, a dozen years here, uh, to hear from them what it means to be in that first stage, two employees, one beside yourself, to a middle stage where you now have to think about your culture and your mindset and compensation way beyond you as an individual. For people who want to tune into it, it's events.wharton.upenn.edu, and it comes on at 1230 East Coast time, 930 a.m. West Coast time. So when you're talking about that that scale-up, Mike, when you're talking about specifically the leadership side of this, how does the scaling up impact the leadership in, in many cases? 
You know, it's, it's a central question for the for our school, and that is, how do you yourself, if you're a startup person or working with a startup entrepreneur, ensure that you know how to get things going? You need a great idea. You need to appeal to private equity investors or venture capitalists to get off the ground. But then later, you've got to manage, you know, a thousand people, maybe more than that. And what's vital then for, for their leadership is that uh, what got you here, let's say you're up to maybe 400 people in your firm, uh, won't get you there, to borrow uh, the title of a book from an executive coach. And what, what's meant by that is uh, my view, the view of the scale school, is that leading in a mid-stage or a later stage, it requires an evolved skill set. Leadership is just different, to sum it up in a, in a word there. And what's vital is to learn how to move from the way you started to what you need now. And so this event, as you said, going to take uh, place today at 1230 Eastern Time, 930 a.m. out on the West Coast. It's open. People can uh, go to the website and, and, uh, and be a part of it. Uh, indeed, they can. And, if, uh, and just to close, if you wanted a, <laughs> the A-case example, when our founding figure, George Washington, took command of the Continental Army, uh, as the revolution is more or less underway, he had virtually no experience as a commanding officer, had commanded uh, hundreds, but certainly not thousands. And over the next seven years of the Revolutionary War, he self-consciously said, look, I've got to lead now an army in combat against one of the strongest, in fact, the strongest uh, army in the world at the time, the British Army. And I'm going to have to learn how to scale up and evolve my leadership accordingly. It's a parable or or kind of a a model for for thinking about how we all should think, which is uh, this is what got us going, but it's not going to serve us later on. We need to scale our leadership along with the enterprise. Mike, greatly appreciate you joining us for a few moments today. All the best and look forward to you being a part of Scale School later today. Thank you, sir. All right, Dan. Thanks very much. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.